everyone, welcome to another special episode of the Built Broadcast Podcast. So I'm just here today with Sarah Davies, who is Built's Executive Director, and she's also the Director of Education Innovation. Um, and Sarah's obviously been central in everything that's been going on the past couple of weeks, and we just thought it would be good today if she could answer a couple of questions that are probably burning on a lot of people's minds. So welcome, Sarah. Hello, thank you. And apologise in advance for any interruptions that may happen during this call. <laughs> I feel that that was quite a reluctant hello as well. Well, it's interesting being welcomed to a non-physical space, actually. But obviously, that's that's what these are the kind of things that we're all going to be working our way through at the moment, I think, isn't it? To yeah. how, how, how to welcome people into spaces, how to set the right mood and mode for both for kind of making a personal connection and and obviously for for teaching and learning yeah well I think it will be, it will be good to see how it goes today and because obviously this has been really simple we just having the Skype meeting and all I did was start pressing the record button um, and so this is obviously something that other people could think about doing with their students if they wanted to but anyways so I'm gonna we're gonna have a little scenario so right now I'm a member of staff um, I've got very minimal experience using Blackboard, well in fact using any technologies um, and suddenly I'm in this world where I'm being told that all of my teaching um, and assessment has to be put online. So what's the, what's the university's current line on this and what's out there to help to help me do to go about this? Okay, um... There's lots of things out there to help you do this. The, the the line is, I think, don't don't immediately try to replicate everything that you would do with your uh, face-to-face teaching online, uh, particularly because the teaching timetable has, has changed a bit. So we lost some time before Easter and we've got one extra teaching week after Easter. So you kind of step back and think about what, which of your learning objectives do you, do you still have to cover with students? What are they going to need for for um, either to progress uh, securely to next year or, or for the new reduced assessment diet that you may have set and, and think through how you could best uh, cover those using some elements uh, of what we call synchronous learning. So where you're assuming your learners will be more or less on time at the, uh, online at the same time as each other in order to interact, uh, but plenty of activities and offline offline or downloadable things for the for the learners to do okay I think so, a, a key thing is to think in terms of learners and what are they doing rather than um, you know content and, and how are you putting it across okay so I'm um, just going back to synchronous and asynchronous I think they're going to be terms that a lot of staff aren't going to be familiar with at the moment so just to delve a little bit deeper into those when you say synchronous can you give some solid examples of things that are synchronous activities uh, well like the call we're on now that's a synchronous activity it requires us both uh, well as the, at the moment we're doing it it's synchronous yeah so we're both on the call at the same time um, and if you had for example posted me the questions and I'd responded to you by email that would be asynchronous but actually when our, our listeners listen to it that's then an asynchronous activity so we as we the synchronous is when you're online together doing things at the same thing so simple uh, examples of that would be 
a Skype call, uh, you know, a a collaborate a Blackboard collaborate session where everyone uh, who can do joins at the same time. Now, a lot of these synchronous things can also then be recorded or have some other way to act as asynchronous. So it's asynchronous is essentially anything that happens in people's own time. Okay. Um, you may you may set a limit. You, know, you you may recommend that students, for example, view a recording uh, during a set week or by by Thursday or something. Or you may say, you know, th this is a we'd, we'd really like everyone to contribute to this discussion board on this day or something. But it's things that don't require people to be online at the same time. Okay. And I do take the point about jargon. We've tried really hard actually to uh, avoid using these these kind of technology words that people are maybe unfamiliar with. But it is quite a, it is quite a useful con uh, concept in terms of. Um, planning and failover and because even in normal situations that uh, most people who do webinars and conference calls a lot will know that there's always somebody who can't get onto the call yeah and thinking about what the that those in these circumstances will be more than just one person and thinking about what their experience is and how you can um de-risk it a bit and reassure them that actually no this 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 will be recorded you can catch up okay it's a lot about thinking about your the learners in your cohort as well isn't it and you know if you've got a lot of learners that do um maybe have childcare responsibilities or caring responsibilities and a lot of your learners have part-time jobs i think we need to be thinking more um along the lines of asynchronous activities for those so is there, is there kind of a balance we want staff to strike between asynchronous and synchronous or is it really down to the individual? Uh, we, we certainly haven't made any recommendations about X percent synchronous or asynchronous. I think it's 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 going to be what feels right for for you, for your cohort and um, and where you're able to put, you know, so it might be you might do something that's fundamentally synchronous. But there's an option for for people who can't make it at that time to catch up, and that's probably fine. Okay. I think you know, in some ways, the most robust um, design that would work in most circumstances is almost entirely asynchronous. So without anything that happens at a particular time, mm. but you don't want to, you know, being online together and talking at the same time does you know, bring with it uh, benefits in terms of making a personal connection. So um, you may well, you may well want to include that somewhere while recognising that not all learners will be able to take part in it in that at that time. And I think that's really key that we don't want the design to um, to uh, be to the detriment of, of those learners who, who, for whatever reason, because connection issues, um, yeah. because they're sick that's the other thing we haven't really got to the stage of, of this situation where um, large numbers of staff and students may be ill at any one time and that's that's always something that we have to think about as well yeah okay we we've got a lot of students as well and I know from just speaking to our built student fellows three of them are in their final year at the moment and they're they're feeling uh, anxious to say the least about how how their assessments are going to go and what's going to happen. So, is there anything that you can share with us on the current university line on what's on assessments? Uh, well, I think the the main line is that um, 
the only only the the kind of minimum amount of assessment necessary should be done you know if an assessment if something is, has already been assessed or been assessed is, is assessed in another unit then then seek to reduce the assessment on, on student on students as much as possible and obviously the marking the marking burden on staff um, I think the university has has really um, tried to think through a position which it believes is in the best best interests of all students. So providing, um, you know, a, a simplified and common approach to extenuating circumstances, to giving students more than one window to, to do assessments for if they're ill, um, and to, to really trying to think through what kind of assessment designs will feel familiar to students uh, and will won't you know, overburden uh, them workload wise or, or add additional stress but obviously this is all done with the recognition that this you know this is a very it's a very difficult situation for for everybody and, and not one that we've really had a chance to prepare for no um i did see some staff today and i, I was in townsley's daily digital um session in blackboard and there were some staff commenting on the side saying about will there be any changes in the kind of committees you have to go through to get assessments decided so obviously at the moment if you want to change your assessment quite radically you have to go through um like a quality committee um do you think those rules around there are going to be relaxed a little bit for this current situation um yeah and a lot of a lot of that assessment planning has has already happened actually it was um but this this week was the 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 real period of reviewing the the assessment across across programs um so yes i think for uh a revised and streamlined process has been put in place for that it's partic with particular focus of, of uh, sort of faculty level approval for finalists and uh, PGT student uh, where where that's associated with them um, you know their, their final mark or classification and um, uh, a lighter weight approvals uh, for other assessments. Okay Brill I think it's um, it's obviously it's a really difficult difficult time and that none of us would ever hope this would happen but I think it's, it's really important that we can focus on the, the, the positives that we can take from this and actually I think um, it's a really good opportunity for staff to, to get some support to try something quite different in their assessment isn't it? Yeah both uh, but assessment and, and, and in learning and teaching yeah, I think true, probably, yeah. probably the learning and teaching more so I think assessment is always Although you know the recommendation uh, from the university is that all all first year example uh, a first year assessment for example is is formative, okay. um, and hopefully that should serve to to reassure students students a bit. Um, yeah, I there's it's a good opportunity I think in a way like you said if 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 staff do feel that online delivery is not really something they've they've looked into before or don't feel confident with um that there's there's lots of support available now but from that really absolutely where do i start through to you know much more detailed here's how to set up different groups within a blackboard collaborate session so um and those are listed you know on on the digital education uh, office site they're listed on the uh, staff advice the central staff sharepoint advice uh, on for academic 
issues and you know there's there's lots of different session formats as well for what works to people from written guidance to narrated powerpoints which is something that we're recommending to staff as a kind of easy um an easy piece of content to to create that you can embed activities in to ask learners to to do to get them to engage with your content i think that's really interesting and this week we've put out a survey with students um and we've kind of listed lots of different technologies and we've said which of these that you've experienced before have you found most beneficial for learning and then the the highest rated thing coming back is interactive presentations so narrated presentations with um questions and things like that into it yeah that's interesting I think particularly where those are um are designed for web delivery which sounds it's uh, you know sounds terribly fancy but really just just thinking about not I'm doing my lecture I'm just doing it in a different way but okay what what is going to work and um and your blog post actually I thought was very good on that saying you know keep can you keep it shorter can you build in activities that kind of thing because we we do um without meaning to we consume material slightly differently that we encounter on the web to to the way we would we would interact in a in a face-to-face situation yeah okay bro so I think um what's clear from that is if you know if you're looking for a first place to start definitely go to the digital education website I think, I think yeah that's right and there's an absolute amnesty on on contacting Bill or DEO and saying <laughs> I have no idea where to start we're perfectly happy to deal with that so yes I, th- I think as you say we have to be um it's a, it's a you know a situation none of us would wish to be in but it does it has it, in a way it enables innovation it's um not the kind of absolutely perfectly honed innovation but the kind of um let's see what we can do in this situation to make the best of it and and maybe it will it will help people think um about some different options of approaching the way the way they they teach their material yeah all right well I think that's about 15 minutes so I think we'll leave that there for today but we'll definitely catch up soon maybe if we have any more developments or ideas yes indeed and obviously the proof of the pudding will be in the eating so it'd be very interesting I think to catch up after Easter once once people are are embedded in the teaching of these things yeah definitely let's do that that sounds good all right well thank you Sarah for joining me today and thanks to everyone for listening. And like we said, yeah, just do get in touch with DEO or Bill if you have any questions um, and we can we can point you in the right direction or give you some advice. Thank okay, you. thanks. Bye. Bye.